Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're talking about what's happening in the world of industrial real estate. In the past week, the brokerage firm Marcus & Millichap published 44 market reports on industrial real estate for Q4. This is one of the largest and most comprehensive segment analyses that I've ever seen. On today's show, we're going to dive into a few of those markets to contrast what's happening. Some of the metrics we're going to look at include vacancy, market size, demand drivers, and the amount of new supply coming into the market. The largest growth segment in industrial today is warehousing and logistics. As companies move a larger percentage of their business to online purchases, warehousing has become more important than ever. The supply chain disruptions of 2020 and 21 have caused companies to invest more money in inventory than at any time in the past 30 years. Traditionally, inventory reduction was the name of the game. In a case of careful what you wish for, inventories are now at zero in many cases, and businesses are unable to fulfill orders. So let's look at a few markets. Houston, like the larger Dallas-Fort Worth area, is one of the fastest growing cities in the nation. While absorption of industrial space in 2021 was the second highest in the past 10 years, vacancy continues to grow in response to a tremendous amount of new supply entering the market. Houston is attractive for logistic companies because of its location close to the Gulf Coast and because rents are relatively low. Average rent per square foot in the Houston market was about $7.50 a square foot on an annual basis, but there was 19.9 million square feet added in the 12 months ending June of 2021, and a further 24.6 million square feet added in the prior 12-month period. That's a lot of space. Vacancy has grown to 9.2%. You could say the market's oversupplied, at least for now. By contrast, let's look at the market of Washington, D.C. It's a much smaller market. Rents are approaching $10 a square foot, and vacancy over the past couple of years has fallen to 5.1%. The market only added 3.3 million square feet in the past year, and the cap rate is trending steadily towards 7%. Neglecting the cost of land, which is clearly different, the cost of construction in Houston and Washington should be fairly similar. All other things being equal, I'd build in Washington before I build in Houston right now. The rent is higher and the demand's higher, even though it's a smaller market. Salt Lake City is a growing city, and a total of 5.2 million square feet were added in the past 12 months, representing 2% growth of the existing stock. In spite of this, vacancy fell from 3.5% to 2.1% in the past 12 months. Rents are low at $7.20 a square foot, but since land is relatively inexpensive, it might be a good market to develop further. Sale prices have averaged in the 5.75% cap rate, which I personally find expensive. The average sale price has risen from below $100 a square foot back in 2017 to about $150 a square foot today. Salt Lake City might be a market worth considering. Northern New Jersey saw the addition of 3.8 million square feet in the past 12 months, representing an addition of 1% to the overall stock. Vacancy fell 20 basis points to 3.4%, and rents were very strong at $10.85 a square foot, reflecting, likely, the higher cost of land and the higher cost of construction in that part of the country. Charlotte, North Carolina, also a very fast-growing city, added 5.9 million square feet. They have a vacancy of 7.4%. Rents are incredibly low at just $5.17 a square foot. In spite of the fact that Charlotte's one of the fastest growing communities, unless I was building from my own captive use, I can't see why anyone would build in a market where rents are so low. Austin, Texas added 11 million square feet, representing an addition of 13.1% to the total stock in only one year. Still, the vacancy rate fell from 7% to 5% in the past year. Rents are very strong at $11.75 a square foot. 
the finished product is selling near 200 a square foot among the highest in the nation with a cap rate approaching 6%. See, these markets are relatively inefficient. When you consider industrial space to be a commodity, its price varies widely from one part of the country to another. All other things being equal, I would build new warehouse space for specific customers in the Austin area or in Salt Lake City. But if I was to compare those two markets, I would choose Austin all day long. The shortage of land that's zoned for industrial makes that market particularly attractive. Ultimately, those projects will be located outside the core along one of the major highways, like for example I-35. Maybe the play is simply to get land zoned or rezoned for industrial and flip the line to a builder of industrial space. The entire series of reports makes for very interesting reading. At least it was interesting for me. You might find it boring, who knows. There's a total of 44 markets covered in detail in the reports. As you think about that, check out the Marcus and Millichap Q4 Industrial Reports. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.